Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to talk about our late stage republic with all this FBI corruption, a lost F-35. What happened with the Texas Attorney General? All that and more is coming up tonight on I'm Right. I don't recognize this country anymore. You ever say that? Or you ever hear somebody say that? I guarantee someone in your circle of friends says it if you don't. I don't recognize this country anymore. And we talk a lot about our late stage republic here. And one of the things we describe about what's happening in our country, one of the, one of the ways we describe it is the death of everything. We normally, when we're talking about diversity, that's really what we're talking about. But that's really... All communism, all cultural Marxism, which is what we have now, that's what it does. It kills everything. And it even kills things that you can't always quantify. You just know things are worse now than they were before. You can't even really describe it all or really make all the connections. But you know, things are worse now than they were before. Things just kind of start to rot in a late-stage republic like ours. They look worse. Now, I'm not a human being who has lofty opinions of United States senators. I know a couple of them, and they're fine. But uh, overall, I actually can't stand United States senators. Republican and Democrat, they're mostly useless. But the United States Senate is a big deal. It is. On the world stage, the United States Senate is a big deal. 
you take some head of state from any other country, virtually any other country on the planet, major nation, small nation, and if I'm Senator Kelly instead of TV and radio host Kelly, and I get to your country and I want to sit down for a cup of joe, hey, this is Senator Kelly. That prime minister is going to come make time to have a cup of coffee with me. It is a big deal to be in the United States Senate. Now, they no longer have to dress up and dress professionally. Courtesy of Chuck Schumer, he's changed the dress code. Why did he change the dress code? Well, everyone knows why he changed the dress code, because John Fetterman tries to do this everyman thing, so he dresses like a bum in a hoodie and shorts, or like that guy, everywhere he goes. He's supposed to look like a senator. He doesn't want to. So they changed the dress code just for Senator Cucumber. Now, is this a huge deal for you or me? Does this change the price of your eggs or your gas? Does it stop the, the poisoning of your education system? No, 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 it's not. In and of itself, it's not a big deal. It's just one more thing. Today, it's Senator Cucumber wearing a hoodie on the Senate floor. You know how this goes. I know how this goes. 20, 30 years from now, it's going to be some tranny in a thong with the gavel in his hand, gaveling in the State of the Union address. You know it, and I know it. Now, speaking of Senator Cucumber, let's talk about something people hate talking about. So let's do that. That sounds like a good time. Let's talk about his stance and the stance of Democrats on abortion. Do you support any restrictions on abortion? I don't. I've always Even believed, in the third trimester? I, I, I believe that choice is between a woman, her doctor, and a god if she prays to one. Do you believe there should be any restrictions on abortion? I, I don't. I believe that's a choice between a woman and her doctor. You know, as a politician and a man, I don't have any input in that. Are there any limits on abortion you would find appropriate? I, I don't believe so, no. I believe yeah, that is between a woman and her physician. That's the stance not of Senator Cucumber. That's the stance of Democrats in this nation. No limits. Every United States senator, every Democrat has voted that way. Every state senator in the country, state rep in the country, Democrat, they all pretty much voice that publicly now. No limits, no limits, no limits, no limits, no limits. And I brought up this issue because this is an issue that is very, very, very important. And it's one that has the right twisting itself up into knots. And they're definitely twisting themselves up in knots over it today. Why? Donald Trump sat down with Meet, to, with meet the Press and gave an answer about abortion that is all over the place. And then at one point in time, he said the 15-week abortion ban from Florida was terrible. Anyway, here was his exchange, his 15-week abortion exchange. Here was what he said. If a federal ban landed on your desk, if you were reelected, would you sign it at 15 Are you weeks? talking about a complete ban? A ban at 15 weeks. Well, people, people are starting to think of 15 weeks. That seems to be a number that people are talking about right now. Would you sign that? Uh, uh, I, would, I would sit down with both sides and I'd negotiate something and we'll end up with peace on that issue for the first time in 52 years. Uh, I'm not going to say I would or I wouldn't. I mean, DeSantis is willing to sign a five-week and six-week ban. Would you support that? You think I, that I goes think what he far? did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake. Okay. All right. 
Now, let's set aside the abortion, how you feel about abortion for a moment. We will come back to that in a moment. You know how strongly I feel about it. Let's set all that stuff aside for a moment. What are you seeing there? What's Donald Trump doing there? He's trying to punt on this issue. He's trying to get rid of it. He believes that's a general election answer. That's what you just heard right there. He believes that abortion, banning it, is a losing issue for Republicans. He doesn't want to lose, so he wants to punt. Oh, I mean, we'll all come together and we'll agree. What he did was wrong. They're wrong, but we're all going to agree. We'll all move on. Okay, he doesn't believe that. I hope he doesn't believe that. That's incredibly naive if he does. But he doesn't really believe that, that we're not going to come together on any kind of an agreement. But he's trying to punt on the issue. Just get rid of it so I can stop talking about abortion. And this has people on the right all mixed up and arguing with each other today, all weekend long. What's he talking about? How was he supposed to be pro-life? No, that was a smart move. We got to win elections. What do we do? Here's, here's where I stand on this issue. Abortion. Abortion is evil. Abortion is wrong. My stance now and forever, no matter how many people stand against me or argue with me, my stance now and forever is that it should be illegal and, frankly, criminal. Okay, that's my personal stance. What is the stance of America right now? The stance of America is, overall, they like it. They do. They do. Many want it banned, like me. Many want it legalized. Many don't really care. But overall, Americans don't have this horrific negative view of abortion. They don't have the view of abortion I do. Maybe the view of abortion you do. So what does that mean for us on the right? How should we respond to that? All these Americans, all these Americans think abortion's okay. It's just a clump of cells. It's a woman's body. Oh, what do we do? Oh, no, I don't want to lose elections. So what should I do? Should I, should, I, should I step into their world of evil and make-believe? Yeah, no, it is kind of a clump of cells. Hey, vote Jesse. You think that's what we should do? Well, no. Let me explain. We say politics is downstream of culture. We love saying that. That's an Andrew Breitbart quote. We love saying that, but we lose sight of what that means. If the American people love abortion, and I have to punt on the issue of abortion to win elections, well, that means the American people need to change. That means we have to begin changing that culture. You see, we have an American public that is in favor of abortion because decade after decade after decade after decade, all of their cultural institutions have told them it's fine, it's a clump of cells, it's fine, it's a choice, it's a clump of cells, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. Our culture has been conditioned to believe it's fine. The solution is not to agree with them that what's wrong is fine. The solution is to begin to work on our culture from the ground level so they know it's a life. The solution is not to change our stance. The solution is to change our people. We have a culture problem, not a politician problem, a people problem. We must fix us before we can fix them. And why do we have a people problem? Well, check out this news report from New York, school district in New York, and I think you'll understand why we have a people problem. 
A health teacher at Matlin Middle School in Plainview has been removed from the classroom after the district received complaints about a fifth grade homework assignment deemed inappropriate. The assignment given on Monday, the anniversary of September 11, posed a hypothetical question. Nuclear war is near and you can only choose six people to hide in a bunker. Who would you pick? Among the choices, a police officer with multiple charges of brutality, a 38-year-old retired prostitute, and a 50-year-old formerly addicted to cocaine. And we did reach out to the teacher but have not heard back from her. Meanwhile, the teacher's union has declined to comment. Seems like an easy choice, by the way. But anyway, setting that aside, that's the idiocy your children, my children, learn in America's education system. Why do we have a public full of adults who believe that the life growing inside of a mother is just a useless clump of cells because our public has been educated by a bunch of weapons-grade morons for decades now. They don't learn about biology and life and truth. They don't learn it in school. They don't learn it from the media. They don't learn it in Hollywood. They certainly don't learn it from their politicians. We have to begin to change America's culture. That's our solution on abortion. And one, one more thing, you know what, speaking of New York City, let's, let's bring this up. Because this is, it was just one of the best, one of the best ways I can show you what I've been talking about. That we have a government, you know how we've been talking about, we have leadership. They hate us and they want none of the things we want. None of the things we want. It's wild. Republican and Democrat, it doesn't matter. They'll give joint press conferences talking about how Ukraine's the most important thing in the world. No American has Ukraine in the top 10 issues, but our elites say it is. I saw a great example the other day. AOC and Jerry Nadler were doing this little impromptu sidewalk talk in New York City, and they're standing up in front of all these angry New Yorkers who are ticked off about all the illegals there. And the New Yorkers are all, close to border, close to border! And as they're screaming, close the border, get them out. AOC's up there talking about sending them more money and giving them jobs. All right, quit. We're going to find out what happened with Texas's attorney general. I just have to do, I know I said that was the last thing, but it's not. I just have to mention quickly this F-35. I didn't even, I didn't even want to talk about it. Um, I know you know the story by now. Pilot puts the plane on autopilot and ejects. There are a bunch of reasons a pilot might do that. I should know. There are a bunch of very valid reasons. I talked to some pilot friends of mine. There are valid reasons to do that. So let's not crush the pilot yet. Who knows what's what. But... The plane kept going, and we lost the plane. There are media reports out from last night. You can, you can still go watch these. It's one of the funniest things I've seen. They, they're asking the public for help to find the F-35. The rot is bad. It's very, very deep. I don't know. I just, I don't know about you. I hope we're diverse enough to find that F-35. All right. What happened in Texas? Why is Texas trying to impeach an attorney general? Did he deserve it? What's going on here? Let's talk to Sarah Gonzalez about that. Before we talk to Sarah, let's talk about this. I know you probably carry a weapon on you, and I'm glad you do. We have to do that now in this insane world with all this crime and nonsense out here. And here's what happens. Lots of times people will buy this insurance when they carry a weapon. What's that insurance do? 
It tells you, hey, man, if something happens, you have to use your weapon, we've got your back. Well, here's what you don't know. That insurance, almost all of them, they have these disclaimers on there that say they can drop you if they want. If they don't like the circumstances of it, maybe it was the, 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 the they can drop you. Don't get the insurance. It's a ripoff. Get attorneys for freedom. They will cover you no matter what. It's not insurance. It's an attorney, your attorney, on retainer, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Make sure you have that kind of peace of mind. Don't get dropped like a hot potato if, God forbid, you have to use your weapon. You get 50 bucks off with the promo code JESSE at attorneysonretainer.us. Attorneysonretainer.us, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More than 100 articles across our country smearing this man's name, smearing his wife's name, smearing a member of this body's name. And we all saw it when we put this young man under oath and showed him the documents. Guess what? Didn't happen. Wasn't true. And that is indicative of their entire case. We should not be in a position to where we have to come in here and prove our innocence, but we did. What was this trial all about? My goodness, it was all over the news. You couldn't escape it. Joining me now, my friend Sarah Gonzalez, host of The Great News and Why It Matters on The Blaze. Sarah, okay, pretend like I'm not actually from Texas and I don't know who Ken Paxton is. And I don't know what was going on. Why was Ken Paxton being impeached? What happened? So how this came about is that there were uh, seven whistleblowers, uh, actually eight whistleblowers, four whistleblowers who actually ended up filing a lawsuit against the office of the attorney general, uh, claiming that they were fired uh, for retribution because they went to the FBI with certain accusations. So they filed a lawsuit against Ken Paxton's office and Ken Paxton's office asked the Texas House to settle the case purely because it would have cost much more money to go through all of the litigation, and his office was trying to save taxpayers uh, some dollars. What ended up happening was the Texas House used this for retribution uh, after Ken Paxton called out Speaker of the House uh, Dave Phelan for being drunk on the Texas House floor while conducting business back in May. All of a sudden, after Ken Paxton called him out for being drunk and asked him to resign, we learned of this big investigation that was taking place into Ken Paxton because of the lawsuit that had been filed that he had subsequently asked Speaker of the House and the Texas House to take up and settle. So then all of a sudden we heard of all of these whistleblowers who all had these baseless allegations about Ken Paxton misusing and abusing his office, Ken Paxton t accepting bribes in the form of granite countertops, all of these sexy and salacious allegations about our Texas attorney general who had misused his office, who had, uh, in, in, some, in some cases, they accused him of committing crimes. They accused him of conspiracy. They accused him of dereliction of duty. They accused him of abuse of public trust. I mean, these were very, very serious allegations that they were throwing on Ken Paxton. And when we saw the trial, I mean, I watched basically every minute of it, Jesse, um, unfortunately. And when we saw all of this shake out, we were told by the House, the evidence is 10 times worse than what you know. And what we saw happen when we actually saw all the evidence in the trial was that it was a bunch of bureaucrats who had all of these suspicions 
about their boss. They didn't like the way their boss was conducting his business. And in such an Alexander Vindman-esque way, they decided that they knew better than their boss. And uh, they held it against him. They had a chip on their shoulders. And all of a sudden, they thought he was committing all of these crimes. And they went to the FBI with all these basic, base, baseless allegations. And come to find out, once you review the evidence, there was nothing there. Uh, let, let's rewind just a minute. This Dave Phelan, we actually have this video of this dude, just three sheets to the wind. Here, here's this Dave Phelan you referenced. Mr. Campbell, send an amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? The chair has done the amendment. is adopted. The chair recognizes Mr. Mr. Johnson of Harris. Mr. Johnson of Harris to speak in opposition to the bill. The chair recognizes Ms. Niabe Criado to speak in opposition to the bill. Okay, so feeling pretty well, feeling pretty well. Sarah, okay, it's one thing to be embarrassed for getting called out for acting like that publicly. It's another thing to bring, what was it, 16, 17 counts. That seems like a drastic overreaction. There has to be more to the reasoning behind this, Sarah. I mean, look, you would think in a, in a reasonable state, in a deep conservative, what some people might think is this very strong conservative state of Texas, that we wouldn't operate this way. But unfortunately, what we have seen is no Republican in the Texas legislature called for Ken Paxton's impeachment until 48 hours after Ken Paxton called for Dade Phelan to resign. If that's not what it was all about, then tell me, why don't we have any Republican on record publicly calling for Ken Paxton to resign prior to this? Because remember, all of these allegations, all of these whistleblower complaints, all of these were things that occurred in 2019 and 2020. So this was a case that dated all the way back before the past election, where voters overwhelmingly elected Ken Paxton again to run our state. So what Dave Phelan, I guess, wanted to do was override the will of 4.2 million Texas voters who said, we want him running our state. We don't want George P. Bush, by the way. And it really does seem to be as simple as that. This was a vendetta. This was political retribution. And thank God it didn't work. George P. Bush. Is the Bush family involved in this thing? Well, curiously enough, Jesse, uh, the whistleblowers, the four whistleblowers who went on to file a lawsuit, at least three of those whistleblowers are using an attorney by the name of Johnny Sutton, who has very strong ties to the Bush family, including uh, being a U.S. district attorney for George W. Bush. And he was actually uh, involved in some controversial issues where he was charging Border Patrol agents for defending our border. And so Johnny Sutton was the attorney who's been representing these whistleblowers for three years, getting paid zero dollars from any of these whistleblowers with absolutely no contract of how he is about to get paid. Meanwhile, at the same time that this is occurring and the whistleblowers are going to the FBI, George P. Bush is reinstating his law license that he let lapse for 10 years. And then, of course, we know the rest of the story. Months later, he went on to run for attorney general. Of course. Oh, of course. What a dirty bit of business. By the way, this was Ken Paxton after he got off scot-free. And so I just want to f uh, finish my comments, and then I'll let Eric say what he's going to say, and just say to the President of the United States, you know, let's go, Brandon. We'll see you in court. Yeah! <laughs>
What's he doing with Joe Biden? Well, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Since Ken Paxton has been suspended, we've had uh, the border buoy barrier issue going on in federal court, where, of course, the DOJ is trying to sue Texas to remove these buoys that we have to try to prevent illegal immigrants from entering into the country. The, the Biden regime says that, that is, that's not humane, that we can't do that. We can't prevent these people from trying to enter through our own sovereign border. Um, not to mention, there are several different lawsuits going on with all of the, you know, the ACLU is suing Texas over the so-called drag ban. Um, they're suing over pornographic books in schools. So there are a lot of issues that have kind of gone to the wayside since Ken Paxton has been gone. And I think he's putting Biden on notice that uh, he's back, baby. Yeah, gosh, he's well. Sarah, do we do we do we put any credence behind the theory that it was the the Pfizer stuff, the the Ken Paxton going after these pharmaceutical companies stuff that that in part prompted all this, or you really do think it was just this petty thing with our drunk speaker? I do. I really do think that there is a there's a growing disconnect between the establishment uh, Republicans in the Texas legislature and the grassroots movement. And I think that it's been growing and growing for a long time. And these establishment members of the Texas House, the Senate, pretty strong. The House, as you saw from the impeachment vote, I believe there were 60 Republicans who voted with the Democrats and the Speaker of the House to jam these impeachment proceedings uh, onto the Senate's lap. So much so that Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick called them out. He said he wants a full audit of how much the Texas House has spent on all of this uh, impeachment proceedings. And he wants to amend the Texas Constitution to make the language stronger so that no one has to go through this impeachment based on baseless allegations ever again. To me, that signifies that this was this was all political retribution. I really don't buy into uh, the big pharma you know, aspect of it. Maybe if there was some evidence there, but from what I can see, the timing of it all suggests that this really was uh, these two different factions in Texas in the Republican Party. Do we want establishment members? Do we want the GOP swamp here in Texas, or do we want the grassroots conservatives? Sarah, why does our Republican Party suck so bad in our red states like Texas? We're certainly not alone, but our reddest states have the most useless GOPs, and I can't quite wrap my mind around why. Well, I think it's really, it comes down to the base. I think it comes down to the voters. I think that they take for granted. They say, I live in Texas. Texas is a deep red state and nothing could ever go wrong. Nothing will ever make Texas turn purple or blue. Meanwhile, they distance themselves completely from the voting process. They don't participate in primaries. I mean, I can't tell you how many people, you know, you and I have a friend, Chad Prather. He ran for governor of Texas. Uh, in the last election. And I can't tell you how many people said things like, don't do that, you'll split the vote and a Democrat will get elected. Or they'll say, well, if only Governor Abbott had someone running against him who was more conservative. Meanwhile, there were multiple people running against him who were more conservative, but these people don't participate in the process. They take their state for granted. They take the political process for granted. And that's how you end up with a bunch of establishment members in office due to just voter inaction and they don't participate in the process. Yeah, they don't. We have a people problem. Sarah, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. I have a problem. You probably have the same problem. I have to confess something. I've been giving money to Black Lives Matter and the Clinton Foundation. Well, kind of giving money. 
maybe giving money. This is what I mean. Credit cards. We all have them. Everyone has a credit card. And your credit card is usually attached to what? A bank. One of these big banks. When we use our credit cards, we fund the despicable, disgusting organizations that these big communist banks give to. These banks, that credit card purchase you just made, you just gave to Black Lives Matter. The Clinton Foundation, ACORN, La Raza, the most despicable communist organizations in this country. You and I, we've been giving to them when we use our credit cards. We don't have to anymore. Thanks to COIN, C-O-I-G-N, C-O-I-G-N, COIN. Who are they? Well, they're us. They're us, our values. Finally, you and I can have a credit card that shares our values. Go, get a credit card, put your money where your morals are. Coin.com slash Jesse. Go now. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, lots of luck. Why is Joe Biden looking a little cocky there when it comes to impeachment? Well, who knows if he really actually thinks that way or not? I don't know. But Joe Biden has every right to be a little bit cocky, cocky in this regard. He expects, he expects the media to run cover for him because that's what they do. And I need to clarify something. It's a little legal matter first. And I need to also say I'm not a lawyer, as you well know. I'm an uneducated idiot. I do, however, sadly know many lawyers. Evidence. What is evidence? Well, really almost anything is evidence. It doesn't have to be good to qualify as being evidence. Did you know that? Did you know that um, if you and I get in an argument, I say you opened your car door into my car in the parking lot, and you say you didn't. And then I grab this homeless guy off the sidewalk, and he's totally blind, completely 100% blind. He cannot see. And I bring him to court with me, and I say, this guy saw the whole thing. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yes, it is. But did you know that that counts? That's evidence. There's a mountain of evidence that Joe Biden is a criminal. Remember, Joe Biden isn't involved in Hunter Biden's crimes. Hunter Biden is involved in Joe Biden's crimes. Kristen Welker, well, she's an idiot. Well, of course, there's no evidence that the president has any link to his son's business dealings. Let me ask you, though, well, I don't, about a second. I don't second. necessarily well, agree. No he, he called in. You mean he called in all these meetings? He was calling in on the meetings. He was put on speakerphone and you mean, every single day. Mr. President, the witness who testified, though, said that he never heard any discussion of business when President Biden was put on the well, phone. Wait, wait. You saw the prosecutor thing on television because I saw it on your network. He said, you don't get rid of this prosecutor. I'm not giving one billion dollars. That was looked into as well. And as you know, there was oh, never any wrongdoing. Oh, that was looked into. Yeah. This, remember this clip from 2005? 
Maybe we can work something out, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's what we'll do. Well, Hunter was just telling well, about his firm in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a car I do. I, I don't, but I'll give you my... Uh, well, let me give you my Yeah, call. and then I'll, I'll get, I, I gave them all away. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a wonderful speech. Thank you, Michael. That was Bo who wrote that. Are you, you're there in The core of what I wrote there is the, 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 the that I thought, yeah. you know, coming from a, you know, one of the younger guys... What about that? Was that looked into? Did you see how that was done, too? Just like the mob movies? Joe makes the intro, little shake of the hand. As soon as it's time to start exchanging information, Joe steps back, can't have my hands on it. Hey, you want to give him your business card? Was that looked into? Look, we have documents. We have videotape. Remember the video Trump referenced about firing the prosecutor? Uh, and, and, and let me pause on this for just one moment before I move on to this other part of this. You heard her response to Trump when he brought up that videotape about Biden and the prosecutor. Remember what she said? Remember what she told Trump? You're gonna get a lot of this now as we move forward. That was looked into. That's what she said. That was her response to Trump. Well, that was looked into. This is something the communist has really mastered in this country. Now that he's taken over every institution, it allows him to officially exonerate himself for anything that was looked into. You know she's actually right about that? Yes. The communists at the FBI, they did look into it. They actually ran cover for him while pretending they were looking into it. And it gives her all the legitimacy in the world. It gives the Bidens all the legitimacy in the world to say, hey, it was looked into. The FBI dug into it. It's very, it's brilliant. It's well done. It does look like Hunter has a subpoena coming though. Here is Kevin McCarthy. Hunter Biden will get subpoenaed, but when's the appropriate time? Do you do it because television wants it, or do you do it around the facts and the timing when Comer? I think we should have the bank statements to actually know where did the money go. Are there plans to subpoena any other family members? Because according to the Republicans, family members accepted money from all Well, it looks to me like nine Biden family members got money. I want to see bank statements. I think they'd have to come before us to answer the questions. Remember what impeachment inquiry is. It empowers Congress in a legal ability to get the information we need. The Bidens are corrupt. I don't think they're going to go down legally for this. I just, as I've been telling you, I believe the system is going to use all this to kick Joe out of office. He'll announce he's not running for re-election. Health problems. <coughs> I got the sniffles. It'll be something like that. They'll probably blame COVID. All right. I'm not done. We still have so much more show. Before we get to the so much more show portion of the so much more show, I want you, I want you to know that Eden Pure Thunderstorm they're back with the three-pack. Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier in history. You see, they were selling three-packs of these Eden Pure Thunderstorms $200 off. They were selling them for a long time. You kept buying them out and buying them out and buying them out. And that deal went away, and now that deal has returned. You want to be... Well, I'm allergy-free. First time in my life. No allergy medication, allergy-free. Family healthier because all the viruses, mold in our air being killed. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. And it's not like other air purifiers, this big, loud tower. It's this little black box. I swear they're like that big, give or take. Goes right in the outlet. You'll be able to taste how clean your air is. It's amazing. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. Go get you some. We'll be back. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know we have to take time to laugh every now and then, right? We do. We have to take time to laugh at Joe Biden. 
it's painful. We look around and we're, we're, we're horrified by everything, how left-wing we're going, horrified by the fact the president is not even a functional adult. But shouldn't we take the time to laugh about the fact that he's the biggest liar in the world? He is, honestly, wrap your mind around how crazy this is. All presidents lie. They're professional liars. Republicans, Democrats, all of them, they all lie. They all do. There's never been a liar to the degree of Joe Biden in the White House. He just tells these gigantic, easily verifiable lies, and he'll say the same ones over and over and over again. His own staff, we have reports now that his own staffers have pleaded with him repeatedly to stop telling these easily verifiable lies because it makes them all look stupid, and he won't. He just can't do it. The truth isn't in him. He's talking to a bunch of Jewish people, and he told them that he was well, a bunch of rabbis. I... Uh... I might say raised in uh, the uh, synagogues of my state. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm not. <clears throat> but back in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, Bash Shalom was the home of countless friends for me. That's just so painful. And it's funny that he was, I mean, he's in the synagogue with the, rally, with the rabbis. I don't know. Maybe there was a weird, maybe there was a weird joint effort thing. Maybe this synagogue was kind of, maybe it was, Maybe it was combined with the black church he was raised in. And let's say one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 7.30 mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. Joe never went to a black church. And I don't even know why he would want to go to a black church. Why would he want to go in there and sit down with a bunch of people who don't even have degrees? We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, the workers without high school diplomas. <laughs> and you know, you're supposed to say in these times that it shows that Joe Biden is a racist. Look, I don't know whether Joe Biden's a racist or not. I don't, I don't know. Everybody has some kind of prejudice in their heart of some kind towards somebody, right? Some kind of race or religion or gender. Who knows? Everyone has some kind of prejudice. And who knows whether Joe Biden actually has any of that in him? I, I don't know. What I know is this. He's a communist. And the American Democrats are all communists now. And they look at America, they look at America's population as just these various groups that are whether this group they're allies or these these group are enemies. That's how they look at everything. They just group everyone up into everything. And for Joe Biden, in his in his dementia-riddled old stage, when he thinks about black people and Hispanics, for Joe, that, that just it automatically for him. Oh, that's the dumb people without degrees. That's just automatically. That's, that's how his mind. That's how his mind works. Corinne diversity higher can't explain it away. Thanks, Corrine. Um, you've seen all the public polling, people concerned about age. How does the president plan to convince the American people over the next year that 80 is not too old for someone who's running for re-election? 80 is the new 40. Didn't you hear? Ah, I don't think that's how that saying goes. <laughs> all right, quit. There's something we should probably chat about. I'm seeing more and more of this chatter, which makes me happy. It does. But I'm seeing more and more people get out there and say things like, uh, guys, the debt, uh, the debt. Anyone want to talk about the coming financial collapse? You remember that Peter Schiff interview we did 
making all kinds of rounds out there about the, he's talking about the impending collapse financially. What do we do about that? Get gold and silver, man. Precious metals are all you can rely on when it comes to a financial crisis. These people, they haven't even stopped printing money. They haven't stopped passing trillion dollar bills. They're going to cause a financial collapse. A financial collapse is coming. Call Oxford Gold Group. They'll get gold or silver coins in your hands. I don't care which one. Just gets value. They, they, these people can't destroy. They'll get it in your 401k, IRA, but make a phone call. Without that phone call, they can't protect you. Your money is subject to the whims of Washington. Call 833-995-GOLD, all right? 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. And it's National Cheeseburger Day, so I think you know exactly where we're going for this very special Light in the Mood. Before we get to Cheeseburger Day, let's get to your dog. Let's talk about our puppies, shall we? You see, we love our dogs. Uh, the wife and I went for a little drive this morning. She had to go pick something up, and I wasn't doing anything, so I said, I'll drive you. And, of course, we're walking out the door, and there's that idiot Fred staring at us. And we had to bring Fred along with us, even though he didn't do anything. So we all love our dogs. And I want to keep bringing Fred along on stupid little drives for a long time. That's why I give Fred rough greens. Because Fred doesn't get any nutrition from his dog food. It's brown because it's dead. Dog food is dead food. He gets his nutrition from rough greens. We pour it on his food every meal. What a difference we've seen in that dog. No more ear infections. No more digestive problems. Get your dog on rough greens. They give out free bags to get you started. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse. All right? Roughgreens.com slash Jesse. Now, it's National Cheeseburger Day, and I haven't done this in quite some time, so I thought it would be beneficial for everybody for me to teach you how to make the greatest cheeseburger in the history of mankind. What is that cheeseburger? The world-famous Jesse Kelly cheeseburger. How famous is the cheeseburger? Well, there's a best-selling book out there, The Anti-Communist Manifesto. I don't know if you've heard. And it has a little secret surprise in the back because the book's a bestseller. Of course, as I knew it would be. And yet in the back of this bestseller is the recipe for the world-famous cheeseburger. So how do you do it? Let's do this. Anyone can do it because I can do it. Anyone can do it. I'm not even a good cook. Go to the grocery store. You're at the grocery store. Go to the bun section first. The bun... It's not a side item, okay? I'm mortified by how often I see people in the hot dog hamburger bun section just walk by and just grab it, just grab the first pack and just throw it in the cart. What? Finger the buns. Stop, take some time, and finger some buns in the bun section until you get the perfect set of buns. Put those in. Off to the burger section. The fattiest meat you can buy. Ground beef. Fattiest you can buy. We have 7327 here in Texas. Yours is probably 8020, whatever. This is not health food night. You're going to need that extra fat. Trust me on this. Just stay with me. From there, you have your bun, you have your burger. The cheese section. You're not making a salad, a charcuterie board. This is a cheeseburger. Cheeseburgers have American cheese. It's the melty, delicious cheese for your cheeseburger. Take your fancy goudas and provolones and stuff like that. That's for another time. American cheese slices. Grab those. You're off to the seasoning section. You need garlic powder. 
not garlic salt, garlic powder, trust me on this. Any kind of general seasoning, you could use Lowry's or Nature's Own or whatever kind of general seasoning you like, it's not that important. And then to the hot sauce section where you will purchase Chipotle Tabasco sauce. Chipotle Tabasco sauce. Did I say regular Tabasco? Did I say any hot sauce you feel like? No, I didn't. Chipotle Tabasco sauce. Just trust me on this. Now, go buy your things, go home. Don't worry about lettuce and tomato. I'll explain in a little while. Onions, all that stuff. Don't worry about that. You must cook the world-famous Jesse Kelly burger on a flat top. But before you get to that, you have to mix your ingredients. So dump your burger in a bowl, tray, whatever. A little bit of garlic powder. A little bit of general seasoning. A boatload of Chipotle Tabasco sauce. Don't stress the heat. Most of the heat cooks off. Put more than you think you need. I'll use roughly half a bottle for a pound of burger. I use a lot of Chipotle Tabasco sauce. Dump it all on on the burger and then mix it all up. Get all your burger stuff. Then start peeling off your burgers, all right? Now go over to the flat top. Maybe you use a griddle. I use a Blackstone griddle out back. You can use a frying pan on the stovetop. Careful, the splatter is going to be bad. You could put a frying pan on your grill, but you need a flat top. That flat burger, make it flatter. And then make it flatter some more, and then make it flatter again. A good burger is a flat burger, not a thin, not a thick burger. Sizzle it in the flat top. Hot, make sure it's nice and hot. Sizzle, flip. The second you flip it, cheese goes on. Cheese must be melty. As soon as it's done, pull it off that flat top, put it on the bun. You cook Jesse Kelly burgers one at a time. The burger deserves your full attention. Now, the burger's sitting there on the bun. You've got the meat, you've got the cheese, you've got everything that's sitting there on your delicious fresh bun. But what about the ketchup? What about the lettuce? What about the tomato? Well, you're not making salads. You're making cheeseburgers. So you don't need any of those things. No condiments, no fruits, no vegetables. Throw the other half of the bun on there and enjoy the greatest cheeseburger in the history of mankind. That is how you make a world-famous Jesse Kelly burger. Happy National Cheeseburger Day to you and to me. I'll see you tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 